Dylan, uh, welcome to Boss and happy 21st birthday. Thank you. Appreciate it. And we met at CES uh, in Vegas. I think it was about two weeks ago now through Ben's ah. event. I was like, I need to interview you for Boss. So for anyone who has not seen Boss yet, you should all be watching. Boss <laughs> is my amazing interview series on LinkedIn. I interview my incredible network to help others learn, network, and pay it forward. And I believe you are probably my youngest guest to date. So that's amazing. amazing. <laughs> I just turned 21 last week, so I'm excited. First and foremost, I'm from Silicon Valley. So at an early age, always drawn to start companies and really interested in business. So I'm a USC student, so I miss administration. But beyond that, USC is my kind of least of my concerns. So I'm a content creator. I have over a million followers. I make music. I used to work pretty closely with Warner Music Group. In addition, I'm running four different startups and I run the first and only influencer club at USC, which also just expanded to UCLA, LMU, Chapman and Duke. We're expanding to 15 other universities this semester. So I do a little bit of everything, but I think first and foremost, I'm a creative at heart and I try to do everything that taps into the creative avenue. Oh my God, you need to meet my um, eight-year-old Jake <laughs> because you are doing yeah. everything that he is dreaming about right now. <laughs> 100%. So there's kind of two avenues and I've been lucky to be on the creator side as a creator with 1 million followers, but I've also managed creators as well. So I have the talent management side, which is super cool. Um, in terms of content for myself, I started on a platform called Musical.ly back in 2016. I was getting bullied in middle school and I wanted to show other people that there's others who relate to them. So I was live streaming for eight hours every single day, um, you know, doing my homework on my live streams and really interacting. And I think I was able to build such a strong following because I was vulnerable on social media as well as very authentic. Um, you know, I was able to talk to anyone and everyone on my following and, you know, I've gone on tour on social media since then. And it's so cool to see, you know, parents coming up to me saying that my content has saved their children's lives. And, you know, that's been something that's been told to me a lot of times, which is super inspirational. In terms of me managing creators, I managed a creator named Lil Huddy, uh, who now has about 15 million followers himself. I got it from 200K to 5 million followers in the year and a half. Um, he's now massive. He dated the second biggest TikToker, Charlie D'Amelio, for a bit. Um, so I managed him, and that was such an authentic relationship. We were both friends. We were doing live streams, um, you know, every single day together and collaborating with each other. I love that. And so you mentioned TikTok from a channel yeah. perspective. Like, where where do you lean in? Yeah, I started on Musical.ly and that was very short form content. So the biggest kind of avenue was lip syncs on that platform. Um, now, I mean, I'm verified on Snapchat. So I love Snapchat. It's an amazing platform because it's so authentic and so natural, which is, you know, something that I've always been on social media is like, I really want to show people and be an open book for others and really inspire other people. So Snapchat is something that I'm posting heavily on. I'm starting to work on YouTube. So I'm launching YouTube next month. What are the big trends and innovation that you think people should be aware of or that you saw uh, at CES? Yeah, I think at the dinner, we were talking about AI, virtual reality, artificial intelligence, um, AR and metaverse a lot. Um, and I think that those are things that we're going to keep hearing about. I know when we were at dinner, I was talking about all these cool creative tools to allow creatives to be able to speed up their productivity um, through AI. Um, I know chat GBT is blowing up and that's something that 
you know, a lot of creatives are using for script writing or copy. Um, there's platforms that allow you to easily edit your video. There's a company called Super Creator that their whole thing is to utilize AI to allow TikTokers or short form content creators to speed up their content process by 10 times. So I think a lot more tools in the content creation space. And that's specifically what I'm watching because I make a lot of content. That's kind of my biggest bread and butter. But um, you know, beyond that, I think that you know, technology is always increasing. My family comes from the gaming industry. So my mom created Xbox Live. She named all the Sonic characters. My dad was the CFO of Sega for over 20 years. So um, I've been lucky to grow up in Silicon Valley and watch just tech kind of evolve and my mom and my dad have been going to CES since before I was born so it's cool to see kind of all the innovations but I think that nothing is kind of new you know it's always just an evolution and a revolution of changes and adjustments and I think that that's something that we're constantly going to be seeing is you know the metaverse being talked about right now and it's changing and people are using it as like a key term but really no substance. And I think we're going to see that kind of evolve into more substantial usage with all these big elements. Yeah, agreed. Everything for me happened for a reason. And that's something that I kind of live by. Um, you know, I'm someone who tries to push myself every single day to move one step forward to my goal. And that's kind of a thing that I've lived by for the last few years. Um I mean, for being in Silicon Valley, it's obviously the heart of technology. And I was fortunate to go to a privileged high school where the people around me, their parents were all VCs and top venture capitalists and, uh, you know, the biggest names of technology in Silicon Valley. Um, but I mean, from an early age, I think my parents wanted to instill hard work and that we should kind of figure out our own path and do our own thing. So, I mean, a story that my mom was telling is that when I was probably like eight or nine, I started, a, I did a bake sale um, at my local gym, um, sold about $200 of cookies that I baked. And then from there, I gave it all away to a, um, a charity. So, I mean, I, I think at an early age, I've always had such an entrepreneurial spirit. Um, from doing my own content. I mean, I consider that my own business from the get-go. Over time, I've learned how to, one, network, which my parents are amazing at, and two, how to be able to convince people that I, I am of value. I think that that's something that's super important that a lot of people neglect is, you know, why should people be working with you? And that's something that I'm able to show brands, like even for my influencer club that I'm running, like, here is what is advantageous of working with us compared to another company uh, or an organization. So that's something that, you know, I've been able to develop. And I think just my creative thinking and being able to come up with out of the box ideas on the spot. I think that that entices a lot of people to be like, Oh, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's talking about. I love that. And I'm curious on that note, like how, how did you, how do you measure it or what are the metrics that even some of those firms cared about? I'd say I'd say it has evolved and the creator space is constantly adjusting. Back in 2016, it was more about can you provide me a positive ROI that I'm going to track all of your engagement and your clicks? And if I don't get my money's worth, then I'm not going to work with you ever again. And that's how brands kind of saw things. So it was very transactional. And I think 
now brands are kind of seeing the importance of building relationships and not just one-off deals, which a lot of brands did in the past, but more long-term partnerships where they can use your name, image, likeness. They can utilize you for UGC content. Um, they can help you in terms of your career and boosting your content. I, I said no to a brand that wanted to pay me $10,000 for one Instagram post just because I was like, doesn't really fit my brand right now. And I love the brand. Like I would buy their product if I had the money to buy a product because it's such a luxury item, but it's like, it's a car company. I don't make, I don't have car content out there. So it's like, it doesn't fit for me. You know, there's so many companies out there right now that have influencer marketing in their budget. Like, you know, we talked about where it's been adjusting. So now you can really pick and choose is this the best deal for me? If they're not going to pay you the most amount of money that you think you're valued at, mm -hmm. then step back and be like, oh, just because they're a Fortune 500 company doesn't mean I need to take every opportunity I've been given. My next question is usually, uh, what advice would you give to your 20-year-old self? But that was like- That's a year ago. Two weeks ago. <laughs> that was like two weeks ago. When people ask me what I want to do when I'm older, I tell them that I simply just want to- inspire other people whether it's one person whether it's a thousand people what do you think the future of work or like just work looks like to you i think that we are moving to where more people are being their own ceos and their own kind of bosses um also hybrid hybrid is a cool concept what do you want to be known for over the next six to 12 months my motto is dream big and i really just want to be like i said someone who can inspire other people to follow their dreams and pursue their passions what advice would you give to my eight-year-old son who is working on his um, business plan, his venture capital funding, and his YouTube social influencer world domination with his friends at school? Find something that you're passionate about. If you want to do YouTube, perfect, do YouTube. But find that thing that you're passionate about that you really want to hone in and pursue that. What do you think about Mr. Beast? Because that's on in my house a lot. <laughs> I think I think he is in an amazing person for young children to aspire to be because he does a lot of charity work. Um, you know, his content is so kid friendly and so relatable. Um, actually, I don't know about relatable because he's spending like a million dollars per video. But I mean, his videos are what people aspire to have in content creation. Amazing. I love it. Can you actually just do a shout out to my son, Jake? Hey, Jake. What's up? I'm with your mom. We're on Boss right now. So keep killing it. Go work on your YouTube and good luck. Who should I have on my interview list next for Boss? That's a great question. Um, I did all my volunteer hours in high school with Guy Kawasaki's daughter, and I look up to him a lot. Um, and he's someone who's an amazing resource to me. Um, so I'd recommend him. He's a um, one of the founding team members of Apple, now the chief evangelist officer of Canva, um, and he's killing it. <laughs> Anything else that you want to say or share with me to close out this amazing LinkedIn Boss interview? I'm speaking at VidCon this year, which is the biggest like influencer convention. So love for you guys to listen in to that. If you guys are going to VidCon, I'm talking about Gen Z founders and entrepreneurs, you know, just move one step forward, closer to your goals and you know, everything will turn out how it should be. Bye, everyone. See you next Bye. time. Thank you. Thank you.